0: Welcome to Living and Loving Each Day. My name is Sue Jans, and I'm so pleased that you tuned in today. We've got a guest with us today that we had one other time and I'm so excited to have him back, Charlie Seville. He is the founder of the Embodied Intelligence and it's a website as well and it's a beacon. Uh, he's just like guiding individuals around the world to uncover their most authentic selves by connecting with their feelings. And the word I'm using here today is connection connecting with our feelings. He's a, an esteemed author, a profil, pro, prolific speaker, and a visionary who has dedicated years to his exploration and practice of harnessing subconscious intelligence. So today it's my honor to introduce um, my repeat guest. So happy to have him back. And he epitomizes the essence of authenticity and of connection. But Charlie's journey of self-discovery and his commitment to helping others realize their true potential exemplifies the importance of being connected and of living authentically and embracing every facet of our lives. So today's conversation, we're going to delve into Charlie's profound insights and rich experiences. And I'm thrilled to have him back all the way from London from in the UK. Um, welcome, Charlie Seville. So good to have you here back oh
1: see thank you so much it's a I, I feel very honored to be back on your show well,
0: thank, thank you. you so so good to see you again so tell us you know like just just the for anybody who did not see the our first one tell us a little bit about you and then we really wanted to dive into your experience about being connected because it's so important for all of us
1: thank you very much well i think probably the best place to um start the story given that we're we're uh Uh, we haven't got a a huge amount of time, is that um, when I was uh, six or seven, my dad had a a catastrophic stroke. And um, obviously, that was hugely difficult for him. um, But it was also very kind of traumatic for the family. Um, I was sent to boarding school shortly after that. and, And then my parents separated. And... As a result of that, I uh, shut down. I really shut down emotionally. Um, I think I was also quite angry at the world. And uh, my life journey, I would say, has been trying to uh, kind of reconnect with myself. Um, and I've been blessed to have various people uh, along the way who've helped me um, uh, to do that and um I, I think that um it's it's really uh allowed me to understand myself in a way that you know I, I probably never would do like all these things i suppose we're blessed aren't we if we have a crisis in our life we don't want them but um they we do learn.
0: we learn and grow so much yeah
1: so that's that's the human experience isn't it that we we, we go through these tough things um but they they bring stuff out of us and make us sort of kind of pursue paths um, and hopefully we can come out of those in in, in a way that makes us grow. So the the journey has really ended up with me realising that feelings are not what uh, society paints them as. We kind of, as a society, look at feelings as you go to the good stuff and you avoid the bad stuff. But the truth is that feelings are the are the language of our subconscious. Uh, our subconscious is extraordinarily powerful. Um, and it is the doorway to really the most interesting part of us. As the sages mm-hmm. say, go within or go without. So mm-hmm. our feelings are the route to go within. They're the route to discover us but that in a sense is almost sounds slightly limited by connecting to what we feel we can actually connect to everything um including our our, our very highest nature um, mm. which is where it gets super interesting
0: that's the place where we want to be what it is
1: think? the place we want to be of course we we've got to, we have to live our um on this planet every day therefore we have to uh, learn to uh to be in you know to, to to be in let's say to have a footstep on both sides of the stream
0: i think so many people are in that you know blame shame and complain area and arena and that's all they they seem to do they're not appreciating just what what they do have and what what is positive like i think they focus on the negative
1: yes and i and i think um you know it's really challenging um today when it struck me the other day that there are i don't know how many hundreds of millions or billions of businesses out there all competing for our attention mm-hmm. and we give that attention as if it has no real value you know we're, we're, we're our pings on our social media or our phones uh, the, these these all these different experiences out there they grab our attention and in doing so they they make us very busy uh, very fleeting in what we give our attention to mm-hmm. and the there's a price that's paid to the, for that because um it's when we slow down that we connect to the really profound things the really beautiful things in life uh, mm-hmm. again there has to be a balance between the two but um it is challenging uh When we're constantly under pressure our attention is constantly sought um by those who 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 want to grab it it is difficult to slow down it is difficult to count your blessings to be to be grateful but there's inevitably always something to feel grateful about
0: oh always but again there's that 17 my my in my training with marcy she wrote a book called happy for no reason and um and there's a 17-second rule that she states. If we just take 17 seconds just to focus on something, it'll change up any negative feelings that we have. And it it could be anything, just looking outside of the grass. You know, it could be anything. So we have to be more deliberate about where we focus and where, you know, where our mind is. Or else, like you're talking about, blocking off your mind and going with your feelings.
1: Yes, and I, and I, and I think um, it's that process of, uh, understanding the value of attending to something slowly. Of course, we as you say we have to attend to things quickly in certain scenarios, but when we attend to something slowly, we get we get another kind of data, we get another kind of information. So, um, you know, when we live in this, we well, only have to look at the state of the planet to see, um, mm-hmm. You know how how destructive this kind of this this intellectual way of living Mm -hmm. is. Um, There's a beautiful book um, written by called Original Wisdom, written by um, a guy called Wolf (laughs) and uh, he went and visited this um, uh, tribe called the Songoi. These ancient peoples, and uh, they lived in the they live in the Malay Malay Peninsula. and there's a kind of nomadic within uh, this, the, the jungle they live. Um, and the local government wanted to plant rubber trees in the jungle, um, but they needed someone. So they were prepared to clear the jungle, plant the trees, but they wanted the tribe to harvest the rubber trees. Mm-hmm. And they, so they met with the tribe. They said, will you please do this? We'll pay you to do this. And uh, the songoi tribe said, no, we will not do that. And, and the government couldn't understand why they would do this so um, Wolf kind of got to know them and found out a little bit more and, and the reason was that they understood that they were so connected to uh, the land that they understood that a rubber tree after 20 years of planting it in the soil the soil is barren, okay. uh, there's nothing will grow there and for them that was completely incompatible with the way they lived their lives they were totally they lived their lives in the jungle they were connected to the jungle so the idea of poisoning the jungle for a short or the land for a short term gain it it just it just didn't work so they refused to do it so that is a kind of an example really of of you know if we slow down we get a a, a, a you know a kind of different level of information a different level of data. And in fact, uh, s- subsequent to that, uh, there were tests, there were scientific tests done on the soil quality yeah. of the rubber plants, and they realized that, that it was true, it did make the, the ground barren, but wow. these stongoids, they, they knew it, they just felt it, they, they they intuitively knew it. So we carry this, if we can find the time to connect, mm-hmm. we carry this intelligence, and we can unlock that, and then we can use it in harmony with our intellect. Um, and and create a a much better world
0: Mm -hmm. i work with people who want to get their message across when they're either you know in on zoom or when they're in meetings or and they feel like they're not seen or heard and again if they're making the connection first with themselves then it's easier for them to to in you know to communicate and to connect with other people because i think they're coming from from their true, like we talked on our other show together about authentic self. Yes. Like that connection is so important to, and like you said, being you have to be so deliberate about that. Like, why am I doing this? And I know when they, when they get a point across that's not coming from their heart and that's not authentic, People pick up on that really quickly. I think
1: we're pretty aware when we see that. Happen. That's right. Yeah, I mean, just, isn't it? When you when you uh, connect someone who's authentic and who knows their stuff, it's a great pleasure. You really pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really interesting uh, uh, fact here as well, though, which is that um, you know when you have something that you have kind of spent a bit of time about, something you love, something that interests you, mm-hmm. uh, and you you're meeting these people, you know, every week, and you're you're, you're chatting to them. Um, you gather at a, at a subconscious level uh, this huge wealth of information about the subject that you, you love. Um, if you try to access it just through the intellect, you will only get part of that story.
0: Yeah.
1: You can actually use the feelings to explore what you have picked up along the way to develop the ideas, to develop the knowledge that you have. So it's, a, it's another aspect that people don't realise that they carry around with them because our, our yeah. brains are very uh, energy intensive, they can only take about 120 bits of information per second and, and someone talking is, is 60 bits per second, so oh. they, we're quite limited in what we can take in but our subconscious can take in this huge, this vast um, amount of data and we can mine that data to uh, particularly to develop the these interests and these kind of theories that we have and find fresh insights
0: by going within mm. and that's the point that's the point of going within like just taking that time being deliberate, having that self-awareness but we have to be reminded to some of us ADHD people out there we have to be reminded to do that but i'm I, I've been very fortunate in the last few years that I've been forced and we were all in isolation as we, as I'm sure you were there in, in the UK um, where I was forced to, to take that deliberate step back and sit down. And it's like, after a while, I was like, this is really nice. I mean, I'm really, I'm learning to do things and I'm learning about myself and I'm learning the self-awareness. And it was just, it was few, that actually was fueling me to learn more about what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah,
1: but I think, uh, unfortunately, uh, also that we are kind of slightly swimming against the tide of our philosophy and our culture. So, you know, um, I, I personally blame René Descartes, who, who came up with, yeah, I think, therefore, I am, uh, oh, yeah. and, and whilst he, he wanted to get things oh. into a more scientific basis, and that was understandable because he wanted to shift away from the kind of superstitious, um, we just went too far that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, uh you know, as a result we kind of not only did we think the science was all conquering and the nature could be mastered but we we felt very much that emotions were something that were kind of slightly primitive where the uh, it's the absolute opposite is true um so you know, and we're taught that, of course, in school, aren't we? And, and most of our, our, voc- our vocabulary often recommends that. Hot-headed, for example, or, or, or cold-hearted. I don't know. There, there are various terms that kind of turn us off emotions yeah. and, and turn us into the power of, of, of the head, um, into the power of the intellect. And I think uh, we miss so much when we do that. If we can just, I mean, literally, just have, if you can just sit in a chair and feel your body, the weight of the body in the chair, the weight of your back against the chair, Mm -hmm. breathe in, breathe out, notice the movement of your body as you breathe in and out. That will mechanically bring you into your body. And then you can Mm -hmm. just start asking questions and and how do I feel about this? Or how do I feel about that? And you will get a felt response. And you could start investigating, you know, what does that felt response mean? What's behind it? Every Mm -hmm. feeling we have, is a three-dimensional package of data yeah and it has a story to it and we can go we can mine that story we can find why we react the way we react why we feel the way we feel
0: Mm -hmm. that's the point is taking that time to to honor the feeling whatever that even if it's a negative feeling and then making that then the next point is so important you could just wallow in that if you want i mean that's your choice but i mean the next step the third step of what you're talking about is taking action to say okay let's not go there like let's change either that thought or let's change my attitude towards this or let's just honor this where i'm at and then now move forward
1: yeah and and i mean i touched on this uh, last time when i i I had this moment um some time back when i uh, I sat with loneliness, and, it, and, it, and it arrived at this uh, really profound moment of, of silence and stillness. And this is again another kind of thing that is we're not made aware of: is that you know, bad, uncomfortable, painful feelings are given a bad press. But yes. there's um, the, there's a uh, kind of a magical fact, which is that the more repressed a feeling is. The if we get into it, the closer we are to the the purest part of ourselves. So actually, if we can, instead of running away or trying to express or repress uh, our painful feelings, if we can go into them, we are so close. It's very easy, in fact, to go into our true nature, to go into part of that part of us that is untouched, that that part where it is so magical. So it's, you know, it's strange, isn't it? How our culture and education is, you know, get away from bad feelings, but actually bad feelings, uh, they have a message for us. Um, We can resolve, uh, that repressed energy that, that, that kind of fuels it. That's the rocket fuel behind it. Mm -hmm. But also it is a doorway to knowing, uh, that magical aspect of ourselves.
0: Mm -hmm. It's making that connection with ourselves. Yeah, and then I have an understanding and honoring ourselves, and then it's easier—not easier, but it's more—it was just a better space that you're in to make connections with other people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, so,
0: and then it's authentic and it's real. It's the truth that it's—it's it's, you can honestly say that this is me. This is not some limiting belief I have or some negative thought I have. This is me. So that's. That's what the goal is here. And I really, that's why I really appreciate you talking about this. this so yeah, good. and I think,
1: I, I think um, just kind of finishing on that, you know, we, we, we have to remember that um, because of the way we're programmed, so when we're very young, mm. whoever's giving us care, or whoever's you know our parents are, if they, if they send a message and it's a negative message, um, because we depend on them for our survival, we, we are obliged to take that in as if it's truth. It's, yeah, so if, yeah. you know, you come back from school and you've done an exam and it didn't work well and you're even the most well, well-wishing well kind of parent says, you should have done better, you're not good enough, whatever. Maybe they had the right intention. But we'll take that on very literally and that yeah. will stay in for us. Now, of course, we may use it as rocket fuel later in our lives <laughs> to prove them wrong or we may use that to prove them right. But unless you... It, well, if you... If you connect with that feeling, you can go back to that moment when that energetic charge was kind of matched and you can take it out. You can dissolve that charge. The memory remains, but you can stop it uh, being the thing that steers you in your life. You can free yourself
0: from it. And it it takes away the emotion. If you can look at it. takes away the charge it takes that yeah exactly With the feeling like i think about just the the negative feelings that you felt then you don't have to keep feeling that over and over again you can actually you know say acknowledge that that you know especially a lot of us have been through like traumatic childhood i mean that's just what we had to do that was where i didn't have a voice and that's where now i feel this this is so important to be able to to share you know how i how i feel and how i what i think so that's exactly yeah, again, that's and, you, and
1: your voice is and that uh, your voice is now your power. So you you know your your voice is what gives you that rocket fuel to go through life. So, you know, uh, as we said with myself and and what happened with my dad, with yourself, you you've, you, you you literally found your voice, and that. But it you know it takes that journey of having no voice perhaps to to drive you to find it, and then once you found it, then you can. Um, mm-hmm you know, really use it to give you uh, that rocket fuel for through life.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. This is so great talking to you about this. This is just, I really appreciate your wisdom and your, and I, I'd like to you to share with the audience where they, about your book and how they can get in touch with you.
1: Thank you. Uh, Sue. well, as I say, it's such a great pleasure being here. And
0: And yeah, I mean, for anyone
1: who's interested in, in understanding how to, practically speaking engage with their feelings Um, my book feel how to engage with what you feel to make you wiser happier and healthier that gives you the steps and and and, uh, so invite you if it's something that uh, lights your fire to check it out and uh, experiment and learn you know how what is this thing a feeling and what can you get from it
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. well, thank you so much. You're a lovely guest all the way from the UK. I, I'm honored to have you with us today and I really appreciate your time and your and your wisdom and your past and that uh, you're just sharing that with us. so I really appreciate that very much. So thank you, Charlie Saville for being here and everybody thank thanks you. for joining in and really great great that you could join in and just tune in to living and send me some messages and see let me know what you think and feel and let's make a connection. Bye for now. Bye Charlie.